Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Tuesday, May 16th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You know it's going to be a good show. When seconds before we go on the air, well, Rob says to Kevin, just be ready. Well, so, Be ready for anything. So here's what happened. Like, Of course, obviously, we're going to lead with this thing with Durham because yeah. this, this should be. And somebody who works in Indiana state government texted me last night and said, am I missing something or this should be one of the biggest stories in American history. Yeah. And I said, a- a- absolutely. And we'll get to it in a second. But I, I, right before the show started, I thought, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I do not have anything from Trump on this story. And he has to have made a comment, said something. Yeah. And it's like everything on his truth social media is about this Durham report. And but he, but uh, <laughs> and I, was, I was telling you and Kev, I said, well, this is kind of disappointing. Trump's just like re... It's not retweeting, but whatever you call it. Retruthing. Yeah, various other people. And this is kind of boring. And then six hours down, I found his <laughs> commentary on it. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just glorious. So, okay, so if you are just new to the party, welcome to the party, pal. By the way, this is the Kendall and Casey show. I didn't. I totally didn't mean to hijack your intro. No, no, just, it's this, okay. just be ready for anything. When I when I read this, you're just you will be laughing too. Um, so Trump, yesterday it came out, uh, Durham, who mm. has been investigating this since like the Beatles were still a thing. For four years. Yeah. Um, has now come out and said that the FBI lacked any sort of evidence yeah. by which to investigate this uh, Trump-Russia collusion hoax that was put forward by Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party. Yes. And as such, what you realize yesterday, John Durham, the special counsel's confirmation, was that the federal government, with no evidence whatsoever, not even flimsy evidence, not even, wow, if you stretch this, you might be able to make evidence, zero evidence whatsoever, investigated a candidate for president created a false narrative about a candidate for president and then continued that and allowed that to continue throughout his presidency that Donald Trump had somehow colluded with the Russians to steal the 2016 election. Story completely fabricated, it sounds like, from Hillary Clinton, who received defensive briefings about this the entire time during the investigation. However, Trump received no briefing at all before the FBI opened any probe. Listen to some of this report. So Newsmax did a deep dive on this. So here are some of the quotes from Durham in the report. The department and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in this report. Mm -hmm. Quote, 
senior FBI personnel displayed a serious lack of analytical rigor towards the information that they received, especially information from politically affiliated persons and entities. Yes. Okay, so this was a complete hoax from the get-go. It was based on uncorroborated intel, and uh, it should have never been opened, right? It. Okay, so it says pretty much that it exonerates Trump, right? What it doesn't do, it doesn't exonerate the media. That's for sure. Liars and frauds. And think about the. It, it, how long did this take? Forever, like you said, since what? The Beatles were young? If the F- FBI can frame a, a president, what can they do to you? Well, and that's, that's the thing, is how many times do we have to see very clear evidence of the federal government? And they did this for the entire Trump campaign and presidency in which, uh, remember Trump put out when he was running for president the first time, Obama, I think, I forget what the direct quote was, but it was something like, Obama tapped my wires. Well, in an old in the old guy world, that's, you know, Trump's world, they're tapping your wire. They don't wire tap like that anymore, but they were spying. I mean, he was absolutely proven correct on that. You've got the federal government, the FBI, weaponizing its resources, colluding mm-hmm. with a, a major, another major party candidate to try to sway a presidential election. Everything they accused Trump of doing, they did. Exactly. And this is a long <laughs> report, 306 pages. So it's thorough. Clearly, they took their time. And, and, and here's the thing about this, Casey. And you know that I'm team Ron DeSantis because I think Trump has serious obstacles and hurdles and voting blocks that I'm not sure he can overcome. But stuff like this makes you absolutely want to cheer for this guy and you want him to win because you are winning if he wins. Because this is what the that our law enforcement in this country thinks of you as a citizen. This is what they think of your right to have a free and fair election. This is what they think of your vote and the choice you were willing to make. And look, again, I think the guy, I'm not going to lie to our audience and say just because this thing came out that, oh my gosh, Trump's going to be a great candidate. He's not. But in terms of who's the sentimental favorite? Right. It's got to be Donald Trump. Well, and I think that's what a lot of people are hanging their hat on, that they want to see him win just because of things like this. And even CNN has admitted that it exonerates Trump. Even CNN, Jake Tapper, this guy is anti-Trump from the get-go. Yes. See, through and through. Seeing it, in this case, hearing CNN eat it is something we should all relish. So let's pause for, let's just take a two-second pause, and then I'm going to point at Kevin so we can all get our collective breath and prepare to hear CNN eat it. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped, and it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It, it is, regardless, devastating to the FBI and to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. Okay, we're done here. There we go. How many times does, I mean, look, Trump is not a sympathetic figure because he brings a lot of it on himself. Okay, he goes out of his way to alienate, to instigate, whatever. But in terms of whether you are an instigator or an alienator or abrasive or whatever, we all have rights as American citizens. And 
one of the things law-abiding citizens of which Donald Trump, you know, he's never been thrown in the the pokey, you know, he's never spent time in a federal corrections facility or whatever. Donald Trump absolutely had the right to run in a free and fair election for president of the United States. And then he had the right to govern as the winner of the free and fair election without the government being weaponized against him. And everybody better wake up on this because this is the stuff that just keeps happening over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And if they're doing it to him, and they got away with it basically for five, six years, what are they doing to other people behind the scenes? Exactly, what are they doing that we don't know? And if you're part of the FBI today, are you waking up going, oh crap. No. They they found out. No, no, because nothing ever happens to these people, Casey, because Biden is in charge. The Democrats are in charge. The swamp, the cabal, the whatever you want to call it is so deep that nothing. I mean, look at the lovers, Paige and Strzok. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing, nothing ever happens to Comey, all of these people. Nothing ever happens to them. Well, you know what? I think a lot of people would be thinking that's reason enough to vote for Trump. Because if he got in there, I think something would happen. Well, who knows? Well, who knows? I mean, Trump's—you uh, can't go based on that because he changes his mind as often as he changes his underwear. So you can't—you know—who knows what he'll do? But he did—he <laughs> did have six hours ago a rather glorious uh, truth. Do we ever figure out what they're called? Truth. No, there's got to be a thing. It's like a—it was a Trump tweet when Trump was on the Twitter. It's truth. Anything yeah, he truthed out. It's just a truth. Yeah, is that what we call it? He's truthing. All right. Well, whatever it is, it's uh, now the first part of it. I will be a little louder than the others, and I'm going to do that because it's all in caps. Of course it is. And so, as reading for those of you who are new to the program, uh, Casey, you may know this. The president. I once interviewed the president. Yes, it was a great dream. Yes, he called me a great dream. Said I was uh, terrific. I wished every interview could be just like me. So as a payback for that, uh, we play. Uh, Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You in the background when we read these various Trump social media diatribes and I read them in the voice that I picture the voice in his head as he's feverishly typing them out with his in thumbs. In all capitals. Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Ready? Let's do it. And I- they are scum <laughs> like cockroaches all over Washington, D.C. Congratulations to John Durham on a report that is being praised for its quality, importance, and professionalism by friend and foe alike. I just love that. They are scum like cockroaches all over Washington, D.C. in Mm -hmm. all caps. Yeah. Okay. So Russiagate, a hoax. What are we going to do with Hillary Clinton? Well, <laughs> no, the, nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, look, exactly. Look, here, here's the thing. In terms of if we're comparing it to the Clinton body count, I guess trying to rig a presidential election is pretty small on the list of egregious things right. the Clintons have pulled over the years. But, uh, uh, Casey, this absolutely helps Trump, you know, obviously from a political perspective, 100%. There's a whole lot of people who, uh, you know, may have been kind of on the fence one way or another who right now will say, okay, that's the end of it, definitive proof. We got to give him another shot. Now, there's a long way between now and January, but great day for Trump yesterday, no doubt. It is 60 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Be ready for anything. 
Rob, I've got a number for you. Yes, Casey. 35%. What do you think of that? Oh, I love 35%. That's actually my favorite number. (laughs) How would you like to get a 35% bonus when you invest your money? That's basically like free money. Yeah. If you invest $100,000, you get a $35,000 bonus. And if you invest $200,000, you get a $70,000 bonus. And if this sounds too good to be true, it's not. And this special offer gets even better. Yeah, you'll also sleep well knowing your money is backed by an A-plus insurance company. I don't know if you know about school, Casey. It's hard. Hard to do any better than A+. That's been in business for 140 years and has $2.5 trillion in assets. You can learn more by calling Bill Demery, your retirement guy, right here in Indy at 317-932-9912. And if you know Rob, he doesn't like a whole lot of people. Well, but I do really like Bill Demery, and that's what matters most. Learn how you can get a 35% bonus by calling 317-932-9912. 317-932-9912. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Twenty-one minutes after nine, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC, and trending this morning, Martha Stewart. She becomes the oldest woman to ever land on the cover of Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Pop quiz: How old is Martha Stewart? Well, I cheated. So, oh, you know. So do I count? Does my guess count? Go ahead and give the well, answer. Well, I'll just throw out a number, Casey. 81. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Since you cheated, you're right. Uh, she wore a very low-cut white bathing suit on the cover last year. May Musk was on the cover, as well as Kim Kardashian, Sierra, and Yumi New. And I believe Megan Fox is also going to be on a cover this year. Also trending this morning, the Humane Society. Uh, wait, wait, Hamilton- wait. Time out, time out, time out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't, you can't just re- do that story just skip over it. You want to talk about it? Where are you at? on some 81-year-old broad being on the cover of Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. I think if she wants to do it and she feels good about it, more power to her. But is Let that what men it. want? I don't know if it's what men want. Well, you got a man. I don't... Why don't you... And he collects these things. Why don't you ask him? He's not really into the uh, swimsuit That's issues That's literally your man's job as he collects these things. He... he he sells that. <laughs> he doesn't collect. Although we do have a big pile right now in the house. I mean, that's okay. She's a celebrity mm-hmm. and she's a pretty well preserved celebrity. Yeah. But once upon a time, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and I get that because of wokeness and political correctness and whatever, has gone way bye bye to, hey, this is the most gorgeous woman in the world and you, she's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. But is that. Is this? I mean, are they? Well, let me ask you, Rob Kendall. You're a man. Is that I what don't you want to see? I don't of notice people's course, appearances. I don't notice people's appearances. I am totally the wrong person to ask about mm-hmm. this because I don't notice people's well, appearances. Well, I think there's something to be said there because there's other covers. Just like last year, they had Mae Musk on the cover. Uh huh. She's not a spring chicken. So they also had Kim Kardashian and Sierra. They have other additional covers. So that is my question. So our, our friend, longtime friend of the radio station, worked here for years, Ben Polizzi, now a pretty famous comedian. Uh, he does a little bit on social media called Who's Buying This? Where he will go into stores and find goofy products and he'll look at it, do a little spiel, and then ask who's buying this. That's the question I have for you. Who's buying mm-hmm. the Martha Stewart swimsuit 
edition. Yeah, so you go up to the newsstand and you've got Megan Fox or Martha Stewart. Which one are you going to pick? Well, if you're a collector, maybe the Martha Stewart one might be worth more money eventually one day. Yeah, but Casey, <laughs> let's get out of your realm in which this is some sort of profitable the business. The person, the, the men, dudes. the dudes, the target market. Yeah, they probably want to see Megan Fox instead. But Sports Illustrated making a point that all women are beautiful no matter what their age is. Oh. Is that what they're doing? Okay. I just I just thank you for the women woman perspective on this, and now you may venture on with the rest of you the trending stories. You know what? We stories. can get into this more when we talk about the new Miller Light Yes, ad. absolutely. Fabulous. Okay. Also trending, the Humane Society of Hamilton County. They're going to be open tomorrow, a day that they're normally closed, and they have declared for the third time since August that they are over capacity. And finally trending, Kamala Harris. She goes on an extremist rant. She says, you're an extremist if you open carry or believe in open carry laws. She then said, you don't have to go through a background check. These extremists dare claim to be for life. But instead of acting to save lives from gun violence, extremists state by state made it legal to open carry a gun without even a permit or background check. I just got yelled at by the vice president. Okay, so uh, a little bit of fabrication there. Gun buyers required to submit a background check through the National Instant Criminal Background Check System, which has conducted more than 300 million since launching in 1998. And do you need a background check for free speech? Because that's in the Constitution, too. And if she wants to change it so badly, then make an amendment to the Constitution. And if she can get a constitutional amendment to restrict firearms, then millions of law-abiding gun owners are going to follow those rules. But in the meantime, let's consider who is guarding her daily. Yeah, I don't know about you, Casey. Um, you're, you're a woman, so maybe you feel differently about this. But nothing, as a man, nothing motivates me to agree with something like a cackling shrew screaming at me at the top of her lungs. Yes. I mean, I don't know about you, Kev. When you're thinking about things that really motivate you to move, especially when it's politics, especially when it's a deeply held political belief, as a man, is there anything that makes you say more, absolutely, that's absolutely the belief system I have, like a cackling shrew screaming at you at the top of her lungs? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, there's a hot take from Kev. We're just full of hot takes on this show today. Get ready for anything. All right. Uh, all right. We, we got to get into this Daniel Penny stuff, but we don't, we don't have time for this segment. So let's take a break. Mike is going to join us when we come back. We're going to talk about Greg Pence and Suzanne Crouch teaming up. We're going to about talk about how Todd Young loves the Ukraine more than he likes Americans. We got a lot to get to. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Time to go to church. Here to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit, Pastor Micah Beckwith. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline. All right, Micah, uh, conservative voice of the state of Indiana, Micah Beckwith. Uh, your buddy, Todd Young, he clearly thinks the people of Ukraine are more important than the people of America. Defend this guy. <laughs> 
Well, I, I think and I've said it on the show. I, I think Todd is totally walking away from conservative values. I mean, we there even even organizations that I'm associated with, like Indiana Family Institute, uh, American Family Association, even those those types of associations that don't typically throw arrows at you know Republican politicians. Even they're kind of throwing their hands up and saying we're done with Todd. And I've I've had a very uh, very clear conversation with uh, the director of uh, IFI who said they're going to continue for the next six years to tell all of their their subscribers, everyone that they can, that, hey, Todd Young has totally thrown us under the bus when it comes to conservative values. When he voted for the Disrespect of Marriage Act, uh, I think that was the last straw for a lot of conservatives, myself included. And so I'm not surprised that he's doing this. And, and while I like Todd as a person, he has totally walked away from conservative values. And it's not surprising that he's supporting Ukraine over our southern border. Well, yeah, so Todd Young came out and said, I don't like Trump, and the reason I don't like Trump, and he wouldn't even commit to, vote, to voting for him in a general election. Mm-hmm was because Trump wasn't uh, giving enough to Ukraine in his CNN town hall. Why do the Republicans in the Senate have such a fetish for Ukraine? That's a great question. I don't know if Ukraine has something on them all or or what, but but it, it, it's the question that guys like myself and you and Casey and, and like Tucker Carlson, I mean, those those types of people have been asking this question, like, why is this our war? I mean, we don't like Russia. We get that. Like, Russia's not not a good actor. Okay, that's fine. But it's not our war to go in and defend Ukraine, especially when our own house is burning. You cannot run to your neighbor's house and put out their fire if your house is burning to the ground. You've got to take care of your borders, take care of your economy, take care of all the problems in our own nation before we can even think about helping Ukraine. And I hate what's happening. Don't get me wrong. I hate that there's innocent people dying over there. But that's... a lot of that's because of the corruption of the Ukrainian government, and Trump even called that out. I mean, remember, remember, there was a lot of backlash that Trump got when he was calling out the corruption of the Ukrainian government. And so, uh, this is this is kind of in their own making. And you make you, you you sleep in the bed that that you made, and and that's kind of what's happening over there, unfortunately. But it's not our war. Uh, Casey, before you pop in here, I did want to ask Micah if the people over at IFI, that's the Indiana Family Institute, there's a lot of the people over there that don't like me. Will they next year at their big banquet do a Rob Kendall was right plaque presentation uh, on my uh, view on Todd Young? Ah, uh, that's a negative, Ghost Rider. Uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the pattern is full. Now, Mikey, you kind of joked about it, but seriously, with uh, Hunter Biden and the Burisma and all the, you know, the board of directors uh, uh, appointments that he's gotten, do you think there is the possibility, for real, that Ukraine has something on the Biden family? Oh, 100%. I think I think both Ukraine and China have have something on the, the, the Biden family. And I, and I don't know if you heard today, but the... Uh, the whistleblower at the IRS was just uh, given the directive by the DOJ to remove uh, all of their uh, their attention on on Hunter Biden. They they said, hey, the IRS, you're not allowed to uh, you're not allowed to investigate him anymore. And and I think it is so so corrupt. I think these three letter agencies have absolutely been the problem in the United States for many years. And they need this is why I'm a Trump fan because I think a Trump going in. To, to another four years will just beat the living daylights out of these three-letter letter agencies that have totally usurped the, their constitutional authority. And, uh, and while Trump has his problems, and he's certainly his own worst enemy, I think he would come in with a vengeance and just 
and just put these three-letter agencies back down where they belong. Uh, Micah Beck with our guest. All right, look, Micah, uh, you know, uh, we're liberty-minded people here. We don't tell you how to live your life as long as you don't harm other people, but I'm about to tell you how to live your life. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. This will be good. I'm I'm recording. You... You absolutely now have to run for the lieutenant governor because it has become abundantly clear that Greg Pence is teaming up with Suzanne Crouch and they're going to be trying to be some sort of ticket. And I can't think of a worse ticket for the state of Indiana than Greg Pence and Suzanne Crouch. Okay, there. Now that I've said that, the floor is yours. (laughs) Well, okay. first of all, I have not I, I, I have not seen anything that Suzanne has said that about Greg. So while Greg may be jockeying for that position, I don't know if Suzanne is thinking Greg Greg Pence as as her running mate. But listen, Suzanne's got to win the the nomination first. I mean that's that's her, her hurdle. I highly doubt she's thinking a whole lot about her number two right now because she's got a very tough race against uh, Mike Braun and even Eric Doden. I would not count him out. And there may be even one or two other candidates that get in the race that. It's just gonna. This is we're we're so early on right now that she's probably just thinking, okay, how can I get out there and shake as many hands as possible and and win the nomination. Well, it's a, it's an interesting thing because you got Pence, who's a total grifter. Uh, you got Larry Bouchon, who, who endorsed Suzanne Crouch, right? And then you've got like the mayor of Noblesville, who, while very nice, it came on here. Any guy that's going to spend thirty six and a half million dollars of taxpayer money to enrich. Uh, pro sports teams uh that's uh that's an establishment guy so she is like establishment to palooza over here on her endorsements that's an odd approach for a person who the knock on her is you are a a tool of the establishment and eric holcomb's right hand person yeah i mean that's what she's gonna have to she's somehow gonna have to come out from under that shadow and and i don't think endorsements like bouchon or just the establishment people are helping her do that well and listen you can't help who endorses you like i mean they, she can't tell someone no don't support me no oh, i would but, <laughs> <laughs> no thanks I don't, I don't want your kind words well yes you would you would and, and when you run for office someday rob i can't wait to see how many people you say i don't want your endorsement get out of here you you uh you slacker uh but no, I, I think uh, I, I think she doesn't have to tout him either. And, and with with Greg Pence specifically, I've heard people say that Greg is going to help her with the conservative vote. Now, I don't know about you, but I have never looked at Greg Pence as being the beacon of conservatism. Oh, in by my time out, Mike, I think you do know yeah. about me when it comes to Greg <laughs> Pence. But go ahead. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good point. I was talking about Casey. I was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Casey. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. Right. But no. The. But that's that's the thing. When when I've heard people say that, I just kind of I kind of chuckle. I'm like, when has Greg Pence ever been the Jim Banks of Indiana? When has he ever been out there beating back the social uh, leftism, this this uh, nonsense that's going? On? I don't hear him that. I don't hear him ever doing that. And honestly, I remember we had military families being threatened with uh, dishonorable discharges, and. And Greg Pence, he came and spoke to one of our, our groups, and he said, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad thing that that's happening because this virus is uh, is really, uh, you know, it's, we got to take it seriously. So anyone who's getting dishonorably discharged because they won't get the vaccine, you know, we're going to maybe write up a bill that maybe helps them get honorably discharged instead of dishonorably discharged. And I was thinking to myself, why are they getting discharged in the first place, Greg? And that's when I really kind of lost a lot of respect for, for Greg Pence. I was like, dude, you need to be fighting for our men and women in the military right now, not throwing under the bus and and so i think there that was just one instance where i was i was just shocked i couldn't believe it but but hey you'll in the conservative movement you guys have seen this 
um, the Pence name does not carry the weight that it once did anymore. I mean, <laughs> I, I, the Pence is just, I mean, they've, they've really ticked off a lot of conservatives, whether right or wrong. And, again, I'm not saying they're bad guys. I'm just saying that name is not the conservative beacon. Okay, if you won't say it, I will say it. They're bad guys. <laughs> they're good, better. Casey, the floor is yours. Micah Beckwith, conservative voice of Indiana, is with us. Okay, two questions, Micah, and both of them about Suzanne Crouch. One, Indiana's never had a female governor. Will this uh, play into her campaign at all? Like, will this affect the run in any way? And also, how does she separate herself from Holcomb? Does she think she needs to separate Separate herself. Uh, yes, she does. I've actually talked to her about that, and she and I've said, I said, Suzanne, every conservative in, in the state of Indiana is going to ask you one question, and she answered it before I could even ask her what the question was. She said, "Where was I?" And I said, "Yes, where were you when Holcomb was shutting down churches, when he was leaving open abortion clinics, when he vetoed the women's sports bill, when he fought against constitutional carry? All of these things that Holcomb has done over the last, you know, six years." Like, where were you? And she recognized that. I mean, she was she was very humble. And she, she said, yeah, I, I, I own that. I, I should have been more vocal. I have to get out from under the shadow. So but she's I don't know if she can't. The question will be, can she do it? And, mm-hmm. and that's going to she's going to have to somehow be very bold going forward, saying, hey, I am truly in my heart of hearts, a conservative and not only a conservative, I'm a fighter. I will fight for you. And I. I did drop the ball as lieutenant governor, but boy, I'm I'm never going to let that happen again. And I think there's grace. I think the I think Indiana is full of people who have a lot of grace. We'll give you grace if you make a mistake, just own it. Six, wait, and, wait, 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 wait! Like seven years worth of mistakes. <laughs> I mean, do we have that well, much grace? She wasn't. She wasn't lieutenant. Was she lieutenant governor for, yes! for seven years? She's been <laughs> lieutenant governor for I've almost been, seven years now. I've been seven years. I, I just lose track of time. I mean, well, it's like to quote the famed philosopher Homer Simpson. I guess some people never change or quickly change and then quickly change right back. It's laughable <laughs> to think that she cares at all about regular people because she had an opportunity to care and she sat there with her finger up her backside and nodded like a bobblehead doll every time Holcomb did something stupid. Well, this is this is the problem with the lieutenant governor, the way we have it set up, like the, the office of lieutenant governor, the way we have it set up right now is many of them think they're appointed by the governor. And this is this is absolute nonsense. I, I They are not an appointment by the governor. They are a constitutionally elected office. The delegates choose who they want to be lieutenant governor. We just given them the courtesy as, as a delegate. We've given the gubernatorial candidate the courtesy saying, hey, tell us who you want as your number two. And we'll we'll pick that. But what it does in the lieutenant governor's mind is it says, oh, I'm an appointee. Just like a you know, if, if a county uh, county chair appoints me as a, a vice priest, uh, PC, they can remove you if they appoint you. That's a bad that's a bad mindset in that office because now you work for the governor, you don't work for the people. And we need someone in that office who works for the people and says, no, 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 I'm I'm in here as a voice for the people. And if the governor ever goes off the rails, like Holcomb has done many times over, I'm going to be out there saying, nope. He's off the rails. And while you don't have a lot of authority, per se, as the lieutenant governor, you do have a big platform and a big bully pulpit. And I think that's we need someone like that that can that can use that well and effectively. Now, Mike, I'm sure you're a lot like Rob, where you don't notice people's appearances. But is Indiana ready for a female governor? Well, so on that. <laughs> I, I, come on. Well, it, let's address it. Well, is it a thing or is it not a thing? Is it only going to be a thing if we make it a well, thing? <laughs> Boy, that's a campaign ad that writes itself. No, 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 no. Let let me finish. Can I finish? Can I finish? Thank you. All right. No. So uh, I, I think we. I think I don't think it's about male or female. I mean, I look at a Christy Nome and 
I gosh, if we had Christy Nome running for governor in in Indiana, I I would get behind you know supporting her all day long. I think that she's awesome, and so uh, but but I do think Suzanne has to be careful because. You know, the Republican Party is not a party that plays identity politics. Like, we really don't care what your, your skin color is or what your gender is, like, or I'm sorry, your sex is. Uh, and we, we, are, we are not a party that's looking at uh, those types of uh, superficial things. We say, hey, can you do the job? What, what's your heart? What's your core values? And then we vote on you that way. So she has to be careful to say, uh, you know, if she wants to go down that I'm a woman, uh, you know, elect me because I'm a woman, that that might backfire. And I and I haven't, and to her credit, I have not heard her play that card one time. I, I don't think she wants to run on the fact like, hey, I'm a woman, pick me. I think she wants to run on the fact like I can do the job and I can do it well. All right, Micah Beckwith, the conservative voice of the state of Indiana. Thank you, my friend. Hey, no problem. You guys have a good day. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Superman. It's 9.50 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about Daniel Penny. He's the former Marine who's being charged with second-degree manslaughter after he put a violent offender in a chokehold. Jordan Neely was the guy that he he restrained, let's so, say it that way. Right, and we haven't covered this a lot because I wanted to make sure we kind of had all the evidence or there's not some video showing something that you know flies in the face of what people with common sense perceive to have ha- happened here. So this guy was a Marine, for those of you who may be new to this, to this story, and he's on the subway in New York City. There is this guy who has a long history of mental illness, making threats, being very dangerous. He was known by the authorities. He was, you know, they try to pass him off as, oh, this harmless Michael Jackson impersonator, which, yes, he was a Michael Jackson impersonator, but the guy had very, very serious issues. And he, he, was, he had been arrested 44 times. Right. I mean, again, this is this is not, you know, this is not some guy who spends his evenings working, you know, in a soup kitchen or something, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, this guy is a, a very, very dangerous, disturbed person who was clearly not getting the help that that was he needed, needed for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. So he's harassing people again on the subway and what, you know, different descriptions of it, but kind of a consensus. He was threatening, agitating, whatever. And so this Daniel Penny guy takes action to protect these people on the subway gets the guy down there's video of it it's clear the guy to at least to me is still moving trying to fight this marine once he gets him down Mm -hmm. which is why there's another guy who's also helping to try to restrain the guy Mm -hmm. who i don't think was in any way connected to penny he's just another guy trying to help out and because of course because it's new york and everything's got to be, you're a racist or you're an ist or you're a whatever. Now he's being charged with the, with a crime. Yeah. So the guy that they were restraining, actually, there was a warrant for his arrest out at the time of the incident. And he has been charged with, well, Daniel Penny has been charged now. And so there's this, it's not a GoFundMe, it's a it's a Give, Send, Go page, which is similar to sure. a GoFundMe, GoFundMe page. And they're raising money for his legal 
legal defense, and it has now topped $2 million. Which is awesome. But here is the question, Casey. Why would any decent person want to live in these liberal, lunatic, mecca places? Like, at this point, this guy saved people on a subway. He's a, you know, a, a member of the U.S. military. There's no nothing in his background of, oh, my gosh, he was, you know, dismissed for being violent or dangerous. He's a guy who served his country. I think you could make a compelling case was serving his country again by protecting people again, on the subway. Right. And now he's the one who's being charged with the crime. Right. Absolutely. And that's what's happening in all of these blue run cities is the crime is just through the roof in all of them right here in Indianapolis. Prime example. And you know what? I just came across this. Uh, the governor candidate, Eric Doden, announced his plan to revitalize downtown Indianapolis. Whoa, he's alive? Yes, I know. And that's why I wanted to mention it, because we've been saying, where is Eric Doden? Yes. He's He's been MIA, but he did say his plan is to send Indiana State Police to secure the area, oh. establish a prosecutor review board, uh-huh. and then create a state-operated capital zone. Well, how exciting. So he is proposing essentially a state takeover of Indianapolis. Yes. How very limited government and uh, restraints in a, in a, uh, of him. Uh, let's hear, though, from Daniel Penny's attorneys spoke the other day. Daniel has been called a murderer by some, a vigilante by others. Many claim that he he acted based on race. What do you say to those people? None of that is based on the facts. Um, As to to race, uh, it's simply not the motivation for Danny. He is the one that put himself in danger. To save who? All the people on that train. The black people, brown people, white people, it didn't matter to Danny. Danny put his life at risk to save all those people. It has nothing to do with race. Why does it always have to come down to race? Here's a guy, he's a 24-year-old college student. He's a decorated Marine veteran. And now, because he was trying to be a good guy and protect other passengers, he's facing a criminal investigation. And according to Fox News, here is a witness account of this Neely, who was the guy who ultimately ended up deceased out of all of this. The guy who was agitating, the guy with the arrest warrant, the guy with you know the multiple arrests. Here is what one witness, according to Fox News, described him as saying on this train, quote, I don't care. I'll take a bullet. I'll go to jail. Uh, he said, I would kill a MFR. I don't care. I'll take a bullet. I'll go to jail. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't sound like someone who's out handing out good luck charms to people or has people's best interest. Again, a very dangerous person who by all accounts is threatening people. And this guy steps up and is willing to try to help his fellow citizens And what it just says is, don't live in these places, don't go to these places, and don't try to help other people. That's the message here. Don't try to help other people because you'll just just get you in trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC 955. Good morning.